guys, welcome to the New Dimension Podcast. This is home and this is where you belong. We're super excited to have you here and we want you to sit back and enjoy what God has in store for you today. Welcome! are blessed by today's episode please follow us on instagram at the new dimension follow us on tiktok at god dimension and follow us on twitter at god dimension god bless you and see you soon hello my lovely listeners and welcome to another episode of the life of david if you're listening in for the first time, my name is Coincella, I'm your host, and I'm delighted to have you here. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at several chapters of the Bible and just doing a holistic summary of David's journey so far and why he's so special to God and why God chose him. And I hope that you enjoy this episode and we're going to go right into it after our short interlude. We are slowly approaching the end of this series. Yay! And I want to use the final episodes to discuss important lessons. So next week's episode is going to be the mistakes of David. And the final episode will be a summarized version of everything. However, there's still so much story in the life of David. So much tea, so much gist, so much drama. And today's episode is going to cover a lot of that drama. So we're going to be starting from um, the Bible text. is going to be from 2 Samuel 14 all the way up until 23. The next week's episode is going to have 2 Samuel 11, 12. That's the mistake of David and 24. I was reading over again and I'm like, man, King David Loki Loki so shiggy. So I'm just going to pick out a few of the things that really stood out to me and we're going to talk about it. So um first of all, David's son planned a rebellion against against him. That's Absalom. Absalom planned a rebellion against him. Absalom made the king run away like david actually took his men and ran away because he did not want to die he went with about 600 men and um some people he didn't want some people to go with him but like i said these people loved david so he went they went with him rather and then they wanted to carry the ark of God with him, the ark of the covenant of God with him. And then David said they should drop it at the tabernacle. And he said in Second Samuel 15, verse 26, 25 and 26, then the king instructed Zadok to take the ark of God back into the city. If the Lord sees fit, David said, he will bring me back to see the ark and the tabernacle again. But if he is through with me, then let him do what seems best to him. How can a man be so sold out to God that he's like, if God is done with me, let him be done with me. I'm his vessel. I'm his, you know, 
I'm his creation. If God is saying this is the end, then let it be the end. Ah, Omar David, David really tried. And he went and he was weeping and he was mourning. Because imagine the son you gave birth to. Planning to kill you. And then the worst part, I think the part that hurts him the most, because if it was me, it would have hurt me, was that his um, most trusted advisor, Ahithophel, followed Absalom. Like, why would you, why would you do that kind of thing? Why? <laughs> and David prayed. That may God frustrate the counsel of Ahithophel. Oh Lord, let Ahithophel give Absalom foolish advice. Because apparently Ahithophel was wise. If you go on in the chapter, um, one of the, the verse, I think chapter 16 said that it was as if when Ahithophel spoke, it was like God was speaking. That's how much Ahithophel's advice was valued. And David knew that if Ahithophel had stayed with um, Absalom, he would have probably died. So David prayed to God to make Ahithophel's advice foolish. And then he sent one of his other advisors to go and counter Ahithophel's advice. And he did. And then... Another funny thing. You guys remember Mephibosheth in the previous episode, yeah? Saul's grandson. And um, David met his servant, that's Mephibosheth's servant, on the way. And the servant said, oh, Mephibosheth stayed behind in Jerusalem and said, today I will get back the kingdom of my grandfather, Saul. And David was like, in that case, I'm going to give you everything Mephibosheth owned. It was later on in the chapters that um, we find out that Ziba actually left. Ziba is Mephibosheth's servant. Ziba actually left Mephibosheth because if you remember, Mephibosheth was not, was crippled. So Ziba left Mephibosheth and lied to the king that Mephibosheth decided to stay back. And I was thinking in my heart that this is somebody that is supposed to help Mephibosheth. And I pray that may the people supposed to help us not take advantage of our weaknesses in Jesus' name. Because Ziba knew Mephibosheth was weak. He was crippled. And Ziba used it against him to get everything Mephibosheth owned. And to be honest, later on, Mephibosheth didn't even want it because he, David um, now asked Mephibosheth and Ziba to divide the property, the inheritance equally. And Mephibosheth said, I don't need it, that all I need is to see the king well. So I feel like Mephibosheth was a good person and I feel like he was also appreciative. He knew what the king did for him and he did not take it for granted. But Ziba, on the other hand, anyway, God helps us in Jesus' name. And then there's Shimei. <laughs> and Shimei is um from the clan of Saul and Shimei, cursed David and said that the Lord is paying you back for all the bloodshed in Saul's clan. You stole his throne and now the Lord has given it to your son Absalom. At last you will taste some of your own medicine for you are a murderer. And I was angry like who are you? Where did they carry you from? Where did they bring you from? Do you even know the full story? 
And I realized that many times when things affect us, we don't even want to know the full story. We just, we react even when it's not the truth. So this uncle now was saying that Saul was, David was the one that killed Saul. And David was the one that stole Saul's throne. David never stole anything. God gave it to David because Saul messed up. So how many times have we allowed familiarity blind us from the truth? Because this guy was cursing David and everything. And eventually, after David was restored, he was not the one begging David to please pity him. David pitied him. David had mercy on him, but just, just for a little while, for a little while. And then because we are directly involved, we are blind to the truth and we just want things to go our way. We want things to go a certain way. When it does not go, we are angry. But even at that, David could have killed this guy. David could have killed him immediately. Because one of David's servants was like, why should this dead dog curse my lord, the king? That one was angry. That one was like Peter in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was ready to draw his sword. He was ready to kill. And then David was like, "Mm, leave him. Like, David was quite school-headed, if I'm being honest. Like, going through this whole series, David was very cool-headed, especially in the face of chaos, in the the face of um, danger. David was very cool-headed. And that is what having a solid relationship with God does to you. That even when a normal human being will react in anger or react in a certain way, you are still cool-headed to think, no, this is not what God will have me do, so I'm not going to do it. And he replied to his servants that if my own soul is, if my own son rather is trying to kill me, doesn't this relative of Saul have even more reason to do so? Leave him alone and let him curse, for the Lord has told him to do it. And perhaps the Lord will see that I am being wronged and will bless me because of these curses today. So he continued. And then, truthfully, God answered. Um, he left the guy, Shimei. He just ignored him and carried on on his journey. And God answered David's, ad- David's prayer because Ahithophel gave Absalom useless advice. Ahithophel um, told Absalom to sleep with his father's concubines if you remember this i don't know you may not have read it but in case you have um the first son of jake israel jacob that's reuben reuben slept with his father's concubine and that's why his father cursed him so like it's a it's a taboo in the commandments in the laws that they gave them in deuteronomy or leviticus i think it's deuteronomy it's a taboo that a father and a son will sleep with the same woman. Like, it's a huge taboo. So, um, this guy, Ahithophel, made Absalom kind of like attract curses to himself because it was something that God frowned upon. But he, he gave him more wrong counsel that that other David's um, advisor countered and then Ahithophel killed himself he he was in second samuel 17 23 it says when Ahithophel realized that his advice had not been followed he saddled his donkey went to his hometown set his affairs in order and hanged himself he died there and was buried in the family tomb 
And I was shocked because I wasn't expecting it. Because of ordinary advice that they did not follow, you killed yourself. But then I realized that from, I, we don't know much about Hayithufel, but from what they have um, said or how they have sort of described him, I don't think he has ever dealt with rejection before. His advice has always been followed. So I think maybe he didn't know how to deal with the rejection and he killed himself. Because Second Samuel 16.23, that was the verse I was talking about. It said, Absalom followed Ahithophel's advice just, had David, just as David had done. For every word Ahithophel spoke seems as wise as though it had come directly from the mouth of God. So Ahithophel had never dealt with rejection. He had never dealt with not having his advice followed. And he killed himself. And in my head, I'm like, kill Agbe, kill Adru. But then, you find people go through a difficult time in life or something they've not gone through before and they kill themselves because they don't know how to deal with it. So that is why when God is taking us through difficult times sometimes, it's not because he's being a wicked person or because he doesn't love us. He wants us to learn how to deal with things. He wants us to develop thick skin. Because I was thinking about it yesterday. I read the news. Um, it was this year. One of these. So there's something called Ofsted Education. Ofsted, Ofsted is like a body that sort of monitors primary school education in the UK, if I'm correct. And I don't know the full gist, but I know that recently they've been going to a lot of schools and they've been kind of like giving them bad reviews or saying they're unfit to be schools or something like that. So there was this particular woman. She was a headmistress, the head teacher of one of those schools and i think she had been working in that school for about 30 something years and then ofsted now said that maybe they are revoking their license or something and the woman went to kill herself and i'm like why kill yourself you could have done something else you could have started over you could have i don't know done anything else because where there is life there is hope but if you go and kill yourself that is the end so please, don't be like Ahithophel. When you go through bad things in life, sometimes it's because God wants us to develop thick skin. Life is not meant to be smooth and easy and rosy. You won't always have your way all the time. It won't always be yes all the time. Don't be so used to getting a yes that when you get a no, you can't deal with a no. Ahithophel was so used to getting yeses he was so used to people listening to advice that the one time they did not listen to his advice, he went to hang himself. So please, develop thick skin. Life is not a one-way street. Life is not going to be straightforward. Life is not always going to be yes. You are, you are going to receive rejections at some point. You have to learn to live through it. Excuse me, and find light at the end of every dark tunnel. Anyway, chapter 18. I think this was a bit funny because Absalom's men went to fight David's men. And in my head, I'm like, are you people whining God? Are you people whining David? Like, it's the same David we're talking about, too. David, that when he was a young boy, they were singing, Saul the king killed 1,000, David killed 10,000. What were you people expecting? What was going through your mind? 
And even in this whole war, David begged them not to kill Absalom. David, and, 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 and in that um, part, I could see the love of a father. That even though his son hurt him, even though his son wanted to kill him, he still wanted to protect his son. And that is how God is to us. Even when we shame God, even when we want to do things our way, even when we want to be stubborn or disobedient, God still wants to protect us. So David still wanted to protect his son. But his son died. Um, one of David's men killed him. And David now mourned his son's death. It did not matter that he won the war. It did not matter that he was finally going to be king again. But he was mourning his son. He was mourning his son. And the um, the person that killed the son now rebuked him that, I don't understand, sir. Who matters more to you? The people that love you or the ones that you love? Because the ones you love seem to hate you and the ones that love you, you seem to hate them. That's how he said it. And he said that, so... What you're trying to um, do right now is that even if all of us had died and Absalom had lived, you would still be happy. And you should go out there and congratulate your troop because these people fought for you and you couldn't even appreciate them because you are so wrapped up in your loss. So he he um, picked himself up and he went to thank his people and he went back to the king and he was going back to Jerusalem and he had mercy on Shimei. That's the one that cursed him. That's Second Samuel 19, if you want the full story. Had mercy on um, He was kind to Mephibosheth. I have told you the story of that before. Then there was someone called Barzillai. Barzillai was one of those people that helped David when he was running away. He provided food for him and everything. But he was an old man. And David wanted to repay him in kindness to follow him back to the palace but the man said i'm old i don't need all that before take my son and that is what um good laying having a good legacy will do to you the father was the one that made the sacrifice the father was the one that gave david everything that he needed the food and all but it was the son that was going to reap the benefit of it that's why it pays to be good to people pays to be good to people wherever you are then as if these Israelites had not had enough of David's victories. Because, I don't know, I feel like <laughs> the mentality that these Israelites had when they left the wilderness, it did not necessarily leave them. Because another troublemaker rose up again in 2 Samuel 20. His name is Sheba, a man from the tribe of Benjamin. Tribe of Benjamin was Saul's tribe, by the way. And he came and he said, down with the dynasty of David. We have no interest in the son of Jesse. Come on, you men of Israel, back to your homes. These are people that just, in the previous chapter, they were following King David. Though, they abandoned the king again to follow the Sheba guy. And somewhere in the previous chapter, the, um, was the, the people of Israel said that, the people, the, the man that we have anointed, David has killed. Can't we go back to David to be our king? I don't know. The people of Israel, I feel like they were too wishy-washy. They kept going with the wind. 
rather than actually following God's will, they were always following whatever they thought was right. So they left David again. The men of Israel deserted David again and they followed Sheba, son of Bikri. But the men of Judah stayed with their king and escorted the king because, you know, David is from the tribe of Judah anyway. And eventually in the later on chapters of the Bible, we see that Judah and Israel now became separated 10 to 2. And then the concubines that Absalom slept with that time, he kept them, provided for them, but he didn't sleep with them. And they lived like a widow until each one died. So this Sheba guy was planning a rebellion and he was actually being successful with it. And David said to Abishai, Sheba, son of Bikri, is going to hurt us more than Absalom did. Quick, take my troops and chase after him before he gets into a fortified town when we, where we can't reach him. So they went and <laughs> they started to, they started to, they started a war in the city he was in. And then a lady came to Joab, that's the person that David sent, and was like, why are you fighting us? Don't destroy an important town of Israel. What do you want? And then Joab replied, I don't want anything. I don't want people's trouble. I don't want to kill anybody. Just give me Sheba and we will leave the town in peace. And then the woman replied, we'll throw over his head over the wall to you. Then the woman went to the people with her advice and they cut off Sheba's head and threw it to Joab. And in my head, I'm like, these were the people that were supporting you. And I realized that human beings will support you until they no longer suit their purpose. That is why we say, put your trust in God, put your hope in God, put your faith in God. Because not only God knows he shame you, God is the only person that's not going to turn his back on you when things go sour. These people left King David to follow the Sheba guy. They, they encouraged him. They made him feel like he had a chance. And the moment things were not going their way again or according to plan, they were the ones that cut off his head and killed him and sent the head over to the enemies. Ah! Fear human beings, oh. This is not even a thing of fear women or fear men. It is fear human beings. That's why the Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it except the Lord? Even you, if you don't know what you can do unless you're in that particular situation. I was talking to my auntie over the weekend and she said that she has learned to not judge people because to be honest, how would you know what you would do unless you're in that situation? Okay, we're watching gangs of Lagos and we're seeing those children still and she was like, she's not going to say they were right, but they had to survive and they were going to do anything they could do to survive albeit wrong but they will still do it to survive so before you point fingers at people before you judge people ask yourself what will i do in that situation before you say the people of israelites have coconut head which they do actually but what would you do if you were in that kind of situation well i don't know the people of Israel, their own was too extreme it was way too extreme anyway in the final chapter chapter 21 Second Samuel 21, that's the last time we're going to be discussing this night. They said this night, this week rather. David avenges the Gibeonites. So the Gibeonites were a part of the Amorites that the people of Israel promised not to kill. They sworn not to, they had sworn not to kill them. But Saul now is over Sabi, is Aitunu, is doing what God did not send him to do. Had tried to wipe them out. And that was why there was a famine. David 
they had a famine and David asked the Lord about it. Another episode of David David holding God's um opinion in such high esteem. And that was when God gave him the answer. So he went to meet the Gibeonites that okay, this is what um God has said. We offended you. How can we repay you back? And the Gibeonites asked for seven of Saul's son to be handed over. They will kill him. So David spared Mephibosheth because of his promise to Jonathan. But David um, gave them seven sons and they killed them all at once. So even after Saul was dead, his descendants were still suffering for his mistakes. Ah, may God not help us be descendants of foolish people. Because those men just innocently died because of what their grandfather or their father did. And that is the end of all they see in the life of David. And after everything in Second Samuel 22, David had a song of praise. David gave thanks. You guys, it's a very long song. It's 51 verses. David gave thanks. He gave thanks. He thanked the Lord. That even after everything he went through, God still showed up for him. I would really advise you to read 2 Samuel 22 and meditate on it because it's something worth meditating on. I hope you were blessed. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. See you next week. God bless you. Bye.